from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. This is Francisco Macias at the Library of Congress. This September will mark the 13th year that book lovers of all ages will be gathering in Washington, D.C. to celebrate the written word at the Library of Congress National Book Festival. The festival, which is free and open to the public, will last two days this year. Saturday, September 21st, and Sunday, September 22nd, 2013. The festival will take place between 9th and 14th Streets on the National Mall, Rain or Shine. Hours will be from 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. on Saturday, the 21st, and from noon to 5.30 p.m. on Sunday, the 22nd. For more details, visit www.loc.gov bookfest. And now, it is my pleasure to introduce the award-winning American poet, Juan Felipe Herrera. He is the Poet Laureate of California. He is a winner of the National Book Critics Circle Award for Half the World in Light, and has received fellowships from the National Endowment for the Arts and the Guggenheim Foundation. In 1990, Herrera was a distinguished teaching fellow at the University of Iowa Writers' Workshop, and he has taught elsewhere, including in prisons. Juan Felipe Herrera is a noted writer, poet, and playwright. He is a professor of creative writing at the University of California, Riverside. He has published 28 books. His latest collection is Senegal Taxi, Camino del Sol. Truly, it is impossible to do justice and capture the depth and breadth of such a talented individual. So without further ado, Juan Felipe, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you. It's a great pleasure. Thank you, Francisco. Tell us a bit about your recent work, Senegal Taxi. Camino del Sol. Well, you know, Senegal Taxi uh, is an outcome of, of of a lot of things. One of them is uh, drawing and, and painting. I've always uh, loved painting and art and visual art uh, since since high school, for sure. <laughs> and I was exposed to so many painters and artists at that time. And I've been part of the uh, Chicano Latino arts movement for uh, since the late '60s. And uh, with Senegal Taxi, I, I received a residency at the uh, art center at the uh, Montalvo, the Montalvo Art Center in, in Saratoga, California, by San mm-hmm. Jose. Mm-hmm. So it was a full month, and uh, I just before I went to the residency, I, I purchased all kinds of bamboo pens and papers mm-hmm. and ink, not knowing what I was going to do with it. And uh, of course, I had writing paper and a laptop. Actually, mm-hmm. they had laptops in the studio. They give you a studio. So as soon as I hit the paper and the, the paint, I began to see images that the paint had just splash them uh, as a uh, Pollock style, Jackson Pollock style, or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a Twombly style, uh, or Jasper John style, uh, making mandalas and dabs of, of paint, black and orange. And I got a lot of ideas from the shapes, and I began to uh, write about uh, Darfur. Uh, I was always interested in, in Darfur and uh, what was taking place. So all that came together. Mm. The uh, uh, idea of Africa, the suffering in Darfur and throughout Africa and throughout the world, and uh, painting and drawing and splashing color, mm. uh, let, letting it uh, take its own form without without my uh, you know labored participation, just a splash and a dab and a straw blowing wind, uh, air through the, <laughs> through the droplets. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how the story was formed. And I think in nine days, I uh, I debuted uh, 
most of the voices in that book, uh, with the rest of the crew. There's a lot, lot of other artists taking place. So that's how I began that project. And, it, and I had most of it done by the end of that month, but it was just half done, and I didn't know what else to put in there. So I just left it alone. I, I literally said to myself, uh, I'm done. Uh, I can't finish it. I don't know where to take it. Hmm. And for the moment, or maybe I will finish it, but I think I just went in a straight line and I, I couldn't, I didn't find a rhythm, I didn't find a wave, I didn't find a uh, way to make a turn and and say I was happy about it. Yeah, I was going to say it, it seems like it's a very organic process, you know, the creativity. And oftentimes people do say that creativity has its own gestational period. You know, you can't rush it, and it doesn't run linearly. That's true, you know, and I like to rush it, you know. <laughs> I like to let it write things very quickly and move on to the, the next piece, or literally to the next book. And this time, uh, it, Darfur and Africa didn't, didn't uh, agree with that. So I just stopped in my tracks and got lost in the sand dunes, and I didn't know where to go. And I just let it go for two years. Hmm. But you know what? It was very, uh, it really drew me to the project, knowing that I was very limited in my knowledge and experience of Africa and and South Sudan and Sudan. What really drew me to it was the uh, the journey of anyone wanting to get away from. Uh, South Sudan, hmm. that's in those villages, especially the burnt-out, massacred villages. How could hmm. you actually leave? Hmm. Where do you go? And, of course, you can go to a refugee camp if, if you happen to get that opportunity. But typically, or maybe not typically, you make this big attempt to trek through uh, the Sahel, the sub-Saharan hmm. climatic uh, belt hmm. from South Sudan all the way to Senegal. And you have to you have to cross through uh, unimaginable storms, sandstorms, and of course people with um, Kalashnikovs. Hmm. Um, and how can you do that if you're a child, or you know, uh, a, a woman with children, or a man who's alone, or with a child or starving? How do you get to Senegal so then you can get another dream going, which is to get on a boat? and then get to the Canary Islands, and then from there have another dream come true, which is to get from the Canary Islands to Spain, and then from Spain to New York. I mean, that's a trick. Yeah. And I'm, I'm used to thinking of South America, Central America, mm-hmm. Mexico, uh, migrants attempting to cross into the United States. I'm used to that parabola mm-hmm. and uh, the story of uh, the Americas or from uh, the Caribbean islands. I have no, my imagination hadn't been uh, filled with the realities of Africa and the kind of tricks and experiences that people go through when they are suffering under such uh, oppression. So those were the moves I uh, that caught me. What caught me was that desert, that sub-Saharan belt, the Sahel, and that crossing that many uh, heroic young people, older people, mm-hmm. and women and men, and just um, take it head on. Yeah, of think... course, the refugee camps mm-hmm. are not made out of candy. You know, that's that's another challenge. Sure. But if you just take on that that desert under those extreme conditions mm-hmm. and 
with the dream of making it to Senegal. I, I just said, I have to write the story. I don't care if I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm going to see if I can touch base in whatever way I can. And certainly, uh, I guess the the way that you've told the story right now, it, it, it's definitely an epic story. So you're talking about an odyssey. So I guess it's it's certainly, I guess, an em- enormous story. And I think it's a good segue into my next question because, you know, from hearing you, you seem to have had your own odyssey. And I'd like to hear about your recent accomplishment also. Uh, you've been appointed... California's Poet Laureate. How does it feel to be the first Latino Poet Laureate of California? What was the Im- appointment experience like? Well, uh, well you know, it's, uh, it's, it's undescribable, really. It's, I'm used to describing things, but this is uh, undescribable. I, it's like when the sun comes up and you've never seen the sun, mm-hmm. and it paints you and it paints everything around you, and all of a sudden it feels natural, but you know it isn't for you. Or for, I don't know for you know, for anyone, mm-hmm. and uh, and then all of a sudden you're walking in that sunlight and it feels like everything you've been doing before, and yet it's extremely different. So mm-hmm. that's kind of an imagistic uh, response. It's uh, all of a sudden I began to to feel that uh, the road I'm, I was walking on as a as a human being and as a writer and poet I was uh, much wider than it used to be. Many more peoples on on the road than I than I imagined, and the one I had been walking on. Even though I've always uh, wanted to embrace this, everyone, mm-hmm. and made uh, many projects to do so, the last uh, 45 years, the road became wider. It became much, uh, extremely wide. A lot a lot of people called me from many more different. Uh, points in California, many more communities. The firefighters union called me uh, because they were having a uh, memorial for the fallen firefighters in California, and they wanted me to come over and uh, write and recite a poem, a memorial for the memorial. That's amazing. Uh, The Napa grape growers called me for a Dia de la Familia Mm. uh, that I thought was was a very different thing for me to consider. Mm. Hmm. It was amazing and beautiful. Yeah. And, of course, I also uh, took on new projects uh, as part of what I, I wanted to do and want to do. And, uh, uh, for example, the I Promise Joanna project, mm-hmm. which is an end bullying in fifth grade project hmm. uh, for the schools. And that was, uh, that's, that's been amazing. And uh, students come together and we have an assembly and I ask them, uh, how they feel about bullying, and I, I tell them a little bit about Joanna Ramos, who died as an 11-year-old in fifth grade after a fight mm. uh, because of the you know, impact of, of the punches to her head. And that's what moved me to do that project. I saw her face on television, and I said, mm. I, I have to do something. I'm not just going to sit here and watch mm-hmm. this beautiful young child who died because of being caught up in a fight, being pulled into a fight or pulling herself this other person into this fight. I'm not just going to let it go and not address it. And then I got the laureate appointment, and mm-hmm. I said, now I'm really going to address it. <laughs> so that, I promise, Joanna project has been, uh, has been, has been doing really good, and I want to expand it much more. 
what a wonderful message of of healing and nurturing and and I think that's that's the perfect end for for our interview um thank you so much for for giving us your time well thank you we've been listening to the award-winning American poet Juan Felipe Herrera who will appear at the Library of Congress National Book Festival on Sunday, September 22nd, for a presentation from 4.35 to 5.20 p.m. A book signing and autograph session is scheduled to take place prior to his presentation from 2 to 3 p.m. at the Poetry and Prose Pavilion. Juan Felipe, thank you very much. Well, thank you, Francisco. Thank you so much. This has been a presentation of the Library of Congress. Visit us at loc.gov.